Good afternoon. Today is Wednesday, December 6th, and my name is Scott Shera. I am Grace's dad, and we're going to talk about something that is urgent today. Uh, we're going to talk about amnesty, and you can see by this opening slide, medical murder is the number one cause of death in the United States by design. If you want to go to Grace's website, ouramazinggrace.net, I did a seven-part series where I have Put together all 2500 hours of the research that i have done and put it together in a seven part series and i'd encourage you to take a look at that we're going to play two opening clips and then i'm going to uh, do an introduction we're going to walk through some slides together so that you can understand what's going on in real time so don can you play the tucker clip first please ever notice how the bigger the tragedy is the harder it is for the people responsible to apologize if I rear-end your car and crease your bumper, I'm happy to jump out and say, I'm sorry, I can't believe I did that. But if I were to say invade Iraq under false pretenses and kill a million people and spend a trillion of your dollars doing it, I wouldn't say a word. I would never admit that was a bad idea. I couldn't. It implicates me too profoundly. The same goes for if I say locked your kids inside for a year and destroyed their brains and prevented them from getting an education. Or if I say forced you to take a vax that didn't work that very well might have hurt you, I could never admit that I did that. I just couldn't because if I admitted it, I'd have to suffer the consequences. Well, thank you, Don. Can you play the second clip then also? This is Warner Mendenhall. There are situations that we have seen that I believe deserve prosecution for murder. And, and we will be working, uh, we, these are obviously fairly extreme and we have to have very good evidence before a prosecutor will step up. But there are cases where we now believe there are healthcare personnel who murdered their patients. And, and when we know of those situations, we are trying to get the medical records, get the evidence accumulated, get the recordings. Sometimes the families have taken recordings that show that this is murder. So we do have some criminal uh, aspects to this. And I think just convicting or even bringing charges against some doctors and even hospital systems for murder uh, will shift the chemistry of this and, and put the fear of God uh, back in uh, to the white coats who have led us astray in this process. Okay, wonderful. Uh, those of you who don't know, we have the first of its kind lawsuit. Uh, we have Warner and his team are uh, doing a fantastic job. We have a trial set for November 4th of 2024, a jury trial. And we have the first medical battery claim that's going to be heard at a jury trial in 60 years. So it's, it's neat to be part of that. I'm humbled to be part of it. Uh, by way of introduction, I, there's going to be a number of people that I show clips of today. I'm not condemning anybody because I don't know any of these people personally other than Warner, but I'm using them to show that they can be caught into a trap. Then another thing by way of introduction is the slides that you're seeing today. You don't need to take screenshots of. All of these are going to be in the show notes that Don will put together once this clip is posted on Rumble. All right, so both these men are telling the truth. Tucker is explaining a truism versus a principle. 
He isn't drilling down to the underlying truth, and that's okay for the purpose of that message. Uh, Warner, of course, is calling a spade a spade, which is extremely rare in our censored world. So what are we left to do? God is wanting us to look to him and then use our critical thinking to discern what's happening. Today, we are going to apply this reality to the amnesty play that was introduced last week. That said, the idea of a mistake is being framed by a counter-narrative group to deal with the masses catching on that people are dying. So it looks like the government is doing something about it. If the planned reaction to COVID was a mistake, amnesty applies. It wasn't a mistake. There's four direct lies related to COVID. Number one is the source. There's a plan for a one world government via population and climate control. They want everyone in the control grid and they're trying to snap the last piece into place. Number two, that this was a virus. It was never a virus and they used that terminology so they could successfully create lockdowns. Number three is the hospital protocols. That's what we lost Grace under. Grace was murdered under hospital protocols. Those were designed specifically to create fear and panic. The United States had the most deaths in hospitals of all countries on the planet, 1.2 million during the 39-month COVID era. So just process that. When number two was India with four times the population of the United States and only 531,000 deaths, it doesn't make sense unless there is a scheme to bring down the United States and to have the United States lead the charge. And then fourth, of course, is the bioweapon. So they had to present this solution because now they set it up under the Hegelian dialectic model. They set up the bioweapon as the ultimate solution um, to get us into the control grid and kill us. Remember, if the hospital entrances had a devil with a pitchfork in front and the doctor was wearing a red suit with horns, this would be easy to discern, but that's not the case. So right now we're gonna start the slideshow and walk through uh, how we can use our discernment skills that God gave us as we walk through this amnesty play. All right, Don, slide number two, we've been programmed to believe lies from all sides and angles. You know, that's what my podcast, Deprogramming with Grace's Dad is all about. Slide three, before COVID, Hospitals, doctors, and nurses were incentivized indirectly to hasten death. In COVID, they were incentivized directly. And hastening death is murder. How did they do it indirectly? Through Medicare and Medicaid reimbursement plans. All right, I've got the definition of amnesty. They're a general pardon for offenses, especially political offenses against the government, often granted before any trial or conviction. And you're going to see the amnesty play here is, as you'd expect with the with the medical profession as we get there all right historically i've been talking about well i'm we're going to go to uh, slide four first don sorry slide four uh this is where i've got it documented the 1.2 million american deaths in hospitals and the stats between the united states and india and the hospital deaths as we know were necessary to create the fear to drive the cure all right, historically, I've been talking about this amnesty play for quite a while. I've got the link here to when I first talked about it about 10 months ago and wrote an article called The Government Can Legally Kill Us, the Second Largest PSYOP in 120 Years. And the paragraph on the side, I'm going to read that right now, is from that article. So what's really happening? Obviously, they knew the bioweapon was going to kill and disable people. 
they know the public will eventually become wise to sudden adult death syndrome. This wake up is happening in real time. Is the COVID bioweapon part of a much larger controlled opposition psyop to set up an even bigger scheme? Consider that Laura Ingram, within a few hours of the public health emergency extension in January, had Dr. McCullough on her program discussing the explosion of heart-related issues related to the vaccine, apparently not concerned with a much more significant public health emergency. Fox receives money from Pfizer. Is the bioweapon a planned sacrifice? We've already seen amnesty floated. I presume we'll see we made a mistake because we need to urgently respond to the pandemic to save people's lives. We won't make that same mistake. A lie built on a lie. The public has a short memory and doesn't want to believe what is being exposed. Will the next pandemic be respiratory related, cancer related from the current vaccine? Cancer vaccines are already being floated. The cabal is ready. I believe the ultimate bioweapon will be cleverly disguised and may come as part of Satan masquerading as an angel of light. And the reference to Revelation 13 is critical that you read. All right, slide six, Don. Uh, the following month, I explained this satanic agenda in a great degree of detail. And I'm going to just quote from that paper. Unfortunately, we've been programmed to see things through the lens of evil versus less evil. So we fall trapped to dialectic debates. Because of this fact, we are easily duped when security and comfort, less evil, are presented, especially after a period of great evil. Satan will look like a savior when he masquerades as an angel of light. When you realize this fact, you will begin to see the employment of the narrative counter-narrative tactics and will less likely be fooled by these dialectics. As an example, in my last paper, I exposed that the government con contracted with Pfizer to produce a prototype, not a vaccine. This means they knew the resulting deaths, disabilities, and cancer were eminent and put in place the mechanics to ease us into acceptance of their, quote, mistake, end quote. On January 29th, Dr. McCullough released a paper titled, Why COVID-19 is Not the Third Leading Cause of Death. In the paper, he subtitled sections, quote, medical errors responsible for most COVID-19 deaths, end quote, and, quote, irresponsible state leadership caused many COVID-19 deaths, end quote. What happened was murder. These types of statements should be recognized as coming from plant, a planned counter-narrative or controlled opposition. Remember, I'm not saying these people are that. I'm just saying if we recognize it, if we put it through the lens of that, we can start seeing what the truth is. We're being set up for a version of amnesty floated months ago. The evil pop depopulation plan is much larger than this first phase we are coming out of. All right, was this an accident? We're going to slide seven here, Don, sorry. Uh, an error, a mistake. Are you kidding? There's a convergence of this narrative. And we're going to go through some examples next, Don. If you can play the David Martin clip now, please. So morality was suspended for medical countermeasures. And ultimately, humanity was lost because we decided to allow it to happen. Our job today is to say no more gain of function research period. No more weaponization of nature, period. And most importantly, no more corporate patronage of science for their own self-interest unless they assume 100% product liability for every injury and every death that they maintain. Thank you very much. 
Okay, so he's saying big farmer can continue if they assume 100% product liability. They are already in bed with the only one who can play sheriff. We cannot legislate morality. I'm on slide eight for those of you following in the bottom right-hand corner. You can see from uh, Epoch Times, deadly conflicts of interest and global cover-up of failed medical experiment. That's the headline. It's not a failed medical experiment. That's what they want us to believe. It was a successful depopulation step. That's what it was. And we have to call a spade a spade. All right, can you play the Tom Renz clip next on, please? I guarantee you, you can find Big Pharma's hand in every step of this, every step. And I wanna know when we're gonna have true congressional investigations into the mass murder that occurred in these hospitals. All right, so you can see what why I would pick that clip because we've got the, uh, how are you gonna have Congress, who's the one who instigated this whole PSYOP and they're gonna do an investigation on themselves. It doesn't make any sense. All right, there's one more trick I want to show here. Go to slide 10, Don, and if you could play that clip, I'd appreciate it. We now know the names of the three workers, the researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology who fell sick with COVID-like symptoms around November 2019, and they are Ben Hu, Yu Ping, and Yan Zhu. Do you think Ben Hu is patient zero? I think there's a very good chance he is, and I think there's a very good chance that this revelation should seal the conclusion that this came from a lab. There really shouldn't be much question after this. Okay, so we're on slide nine. Sorry about that, Don. Uh, you I, you picked up on it wisely. So Ron Paul went on to, to say in that interview, I do think it came from a lab. I think it was in all likelihood an accident because obviously if the scientists got infected, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have wanted to be infected. Senator, um, then he went on to say it's an example of how we need safer conditions, but also more scrutiny of this. The fact that they never published it, yeah, it could be the smoking gun. So, you know, a lot of people trust Rand Paul, and I'm not saying he's a bad person, but just look at this through the lens of what's going on and what's really happening. All right, the last one I want to show by way of background. Uh, go to slide 10, Don, and if you'd play this clip, I'd appreciate it. Why are some people take these shots and they're perfectly fine and other people have literally died in the vaccine center? And what, of the deaths that the CDC knows about, 1,100 die in the center or an hour or two afterwards. It's that acute. I interviewed on my show, I interviewed a, a paramedic who's been going out to the vaccine centers and doing CPR. He said, tell me about it. So it's very real. The reason is, in a paper by Schmeling and colleagues from Denmark where they had all the adverse events, they had all the lot numbers in batches, the manufacturing batches, a just about a third of the shots in, in this low risk batch have zero side effects, not even a sore arm, nothing, zero, zilch. And they don't have anything later on. If you're in that group, if you've taken the shots and you didn't feel it, you're good. There's another group about two thirds where they have some modest side effects and that's it. And then there's this third batch that's where all the action is, is 4.2% of the doses and is potentially lethal. That's where all the blood clots are, the heart damage is 4.2% of doses. Okay, let's go to slide 11, Don. So this is all by way of background to show you the setup to the amnesty play that I'm gonna expose here in a minute. So I, I wrote here the apparent controlled opposition 
seems to be setting us up for an amnesty play, keeping us focused on the COVID psyop, while even worse evil is being unrolled without the same exposure. exposure. So what's the end game? Let's go to slide 12. We've already seen this before. So what happened when our government took down the Twin Towers in 9-11? What they, they wanted to get to this end game, pay off the people, because then we can hush this whole thing up. So how can they possibly afford to pay off all the people who have been impacted by the COVID psyop? Fake money. Who decides how much fake money you receive? It's interesting. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, the one who committed the crime. Remember, the globalists have all the real money. They also made a bad trade. Don't fall for this amnesty and make a bad trade. But they made a bad trade a long time ago. But their bad trade wasn't for money. It was for their soul. All right, slide 13. Will COVID amnesty be a tool to fool? I shared this slide in the medical murder series. And I believe it's part of a much bigger um, antichrist system being um, replaced by the false prophet system, the second beast system of revelation. And Satan has lots of tricks. Remember, he's got two sides to his makeup, an evil side and a less evil side. And God says he will masquerade as an angel of light and come up with all kinds of things that look good to us. All right, let's go to slide 14. All right, I'm going to show slide 14 and 15 are exact uh, information on the current amnesty program that I learned about just last this last Saturday. So I'm going to first read this over on the right, right hand side. I'm on four, slide 14. The amnesty and leniency program is endorsed by victims and survivors of COVID related crimes against humanity who recognize that the malicious and powerful forces most responsible for their suffering and loss are not the ones who harm them directly. In an effort to incentivize whistleblowers to come forward, these victims are willing to grant those who abuse them or their loved ones the possibility of amnesty and leniency should those who have committed COVID crimes against humanity be brave enough to step forward and go on the record with their account. These victims will offer them grace. All right, so how do you discern this? And I, I have uh, really learned a lot about how Satan weaves truth with lies to create deception since, since grace is murder. So the lies here, it says endorsed by victims and survivors. I'm guessing they can get a couple of victims and survivors to endorse this. Why? Because you have a number of widows. They've lost their husbands. They've lost their breadwinner. And what's left for them? They can't get any attorney to take on a lawsuit. There's no justice. So they look at this as an opportunity to receive at least some compensation so they can, they can live. All right, what's another lie? Who's most responsible? Well, we know that there's malicious and powerful forces behind this, of course. But we cannot say that the doctors and the nurses who did this are not responsible. In fact, they're the ones the most responsible because they had to execute the game plan. All right, number three, what's another lie? Why would we have to incentivize whistleblowers? There's, there's enough doctors and nurses who are whistleblowers already. And what has happened with them? They're shunned. They've lost their licenses. We don't need to incentivize more whistleblowers. In fact, why would we ever need to incentivize the truth? And then a play on our pride, the pride of these people, be brave enough. Well, the people who are brave, are brave enough have already come out, and they're doing a phenomenal job if the mainstream media would simply get them and all of us 
on their programs. All right, so what's the only truth in this, this statement? These are crimes against humanity. That's true. So it ultimately creates a deception. You know, offering grace, of course, God wants to have us offer grace. I would love nothing more than the people who murdered my daughter to come to repentance. That has nothing to do with the accountability of the crime. And so this is another appeal to pride. All right, slide 15, Don. So this is the second piece of this amnesty program that I just found out about on, sa on Saturday. And they call this thing the Humanity Restoration Panel. It says the Humanity Restoration Panel will oversee the amnesty and leniency program to review the accounts of medical professionals who relied on government incentivized treatment protocols to the detriment of their patients. Healthcare providers may, upon the granting of a recommendation by the Humanity Resource Panel, seek to avoid criminal prosecution for violations of criminal law in, administer, in the administering of drugs, vaccines, and gene therapies without the informed consent of human patients by confessing his or her role in such illegal and improper activities, fully cooperating with enforcement agencies and meeting other specific conditions. This would include violations of all state, federal, and international laws under the Nuremberg Code, Helsinki Protocols, and others. All right, so the Nuremberg trials said relying on orders and protocols is no excuse. So we already know that we cannot let go of that stake in the ground. Think through bullet number two, when all your patients die, are you still relying on protocols? This COVID year was 39 months long. All right, so now you're, you're a doctor in a hospital, you're giving your patients remdesivir in a ventilator, and after two months, you see they all died. Don't you have a responsibility to figure out a plan B? I mean, just think this through. So, but then you keep going on for another 37 months, killing people with these same protocols. Then next bullet, who has the power to even do this? Obviously, the only one who does is the one who is behind this, which is our government. And God's order has consequences for choices. This takes away God's order. So we know that it, it can't be right. And how do you protect yourself from this trap? And I, I beg everybody who has lost a loved one, don't engage and don't participate in this trap. All right, last thing I wanna say before we close up is eso these exoteric dialectics are traps and they're used to blind us against the real agenda. The COVID dialectic, you know, they wanna just keep going COVID, COVID, COVID. And then on the supposed positive side, the less evil side, Trump, Trump, Trump. All these things have consumed the news, you know, outside of we still, now we have a, a new news story, of course, the Hamas-Israel uh, war going on. These two things, COVID, Trump, have consumed 90% of the news, and they're simply dialectic traps to get us off of what is true. All right, let's wrap this thing up. I'm going to read from slide 17, Don. Look at COVID through the eyes of deception on an esoteric evil being exposed by design to set up another less evil trap for our souls and esoteric level, you begin and you begin to see the amnesty play. Quote, we made a mistake, but we'll do better next time. End quote. Watch out for anyone who says COVID was a mistake. How is it possible we could fall for amnesty because of another big lie? People are inherently good. No one could be that evil. And our desire for security and comfort Tom Rems promoting a congressional investigation and Peter McCullough still calling the bioweapon a vaccine are examples. These, these are examples of being trapped in an exoteric dialectic. 
on the less evil esoteric agenda, there's an exoteric push for Trump and all the fixes that he'd bring. No wars, holding people accountable, gold-backed currency, education overhaul, and many more. All an inversion of what we are experiencing today. What's missing? Repentance. That's our key to seeing the deception. COVID was a success both esoterically, setting up the angel of light in the false prophet system, and exoterically, creating a dialectic to have us all focus on this evil while a substantially eviler agenda is taking place without even being noticed. We are on the fringe. 80% of the people can be cut off from food and electricity in an instant. The chaos level turned on in an hour for those would be impacted, especially in big cities. That's saying nothing about poisoning the water supply. And this is just what we know about. Digital currency is just another dialectic in this satanic game. Game. Satan is the prince of this world, and both the Antichrist and false prophet systems are traps to get us to put our faith in men and knowledge. The Matrix was designed to enslave us. God used grace's murder to lead me out of that trap. Finally, I'll close with the scripture, 2 Chronicles 16, 12. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was inflicted with a disease in his feet. Though his disease was severe, even in his illness, he did not seek help from the Lord, but only from the physicians. And the last slide, I hope uh, what I've explained today takes you one step closer for looking for the real solution, which the only real solution is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening today. I hope everyone uh, moves forward and is blessed in the balance of your day today. Thank you.